Hey guys, it's Jacob from South Carolina. Been a while since I called in. Um, but I am proud of our Bucks this year. This is the first time we've gone to the playoffs since I was, I was 13 years old the last time I saw the Buccaneers in the playoffs. So it's been a while for me. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Um, this season was hard fought. Um, we had our ups and downs. There were times in this season where I thought it wouldn't happen. Um, but it seems like the team's finally starting to get their groove. Um, I think yesterday's win, even though it was against the Lions, it was a good pick-me-up win to get everybody pumped and stoked. Now we have the Falcons. And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe we have to beat the Falcons to have a seating against the NFC East, which is what I'm hoping to have because it doesn't take a rocket science and the NFC East is a sorry division this year. So I'm hoping to get a first-round win um, in the wild card and just excited for this season. Um, I hope y'all have a happy, a merry, had a merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Go Bucks! You are locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast, brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. We are both writers over at Bucks Nation. Dot com And you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Would like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners to the show. And Jacob, thank you for kicking things off with your voicemail. Here is the seeding scenario. With a win on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons, the Buccaneers are the five seed. In the unfortunate event that they may lose to the Falcons, a loss by the now golfless Rams would also clinch the five seed for the Buccaneers. So two different paths to get to face the winner of the NFC East, which could be Washington, Dallas, or the New York Giants. Three teams in play there. Uh, That's why the Washington-Philadelphia game has been flexed into the Sunday night football spot. Uh, With a win, Washington's in. With a loss, the winner of Dallas and New York is in. So that is the scenario for the Buccaneers heading into the postseason. And uh, David, on this episode, we are going to close the book on our Week 16 coverage and prepare to look ahead to that Week 17 matchup with the Atlanta Falcons. But first, there's some news pertaining to a player that I don't necessarily want to talk about for a multitude of reasons. But because of the Buccaneers' current situation, it is a reasonable conversation to have. So let's get this over with. (laughs) Of course. And that is a conversation pertaining to now former Washington football team quarterback Dwayne Haskins. The Washington football team decided to move on from Dwayne Haskins, which that move alone has kind of sparked some some conversation and peaked a a few ears here and there. Um, Of course, for those of you who don't know Dwayne Haskins, he's had kind of a myriad of problems. Uh, since being drafted by Washington there. Uh, But most recently, after uh, a start two weeks ago now, he was seen out at a party with some strippers, and and there were no masks, there was no social distancing, uh, a blatant violation of the NFL's COVID policies, which 
again, as we said on this show, agree with him or disagree with him. They are what they are. The players agreed to play with them or they could have opted out. So Dwayne had the option to not follow them and just say, I'm done for the year. I'll come back in 2021. Hopefully things are a little bit better, but he chose to come around. He chose to play this year. So he's got to follow the rules, right? That's how this works. Um, he decided not to follow those rules. Washington find him, stripped him of his captaincy, but then started him this past weekend uh, and then released him afterwards. So some people are kind of questioning the, the morals and ethics of doing it that way as well. But Whatever it is, as far as it pertains to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's now a young quarterback, James, who's on the market, who's available, who has some issues, obviously, or who wouldn't be on the market, right? There's no, there's no solid quarterbacks out there. There's no just, just clean quarterbacks out there available this late in the season. Um, so obviously, there's some issues there. But let's go over some stats before we get into our opinions on what the Buccaneers should do, because I've seen this on social media. This conversation has been coming up. In his two years in the National Football League, Dwayne Haskins has played 16 games. He started 13 of those. He has a 60.1% completion rate. He's thrown 12 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. And I know that win-loss records aren't a quarterback stat, but in those 13 games he started, the Washington football team is 3-10. and 10. Again, drafted in 2019, 15th overall by the then-Washington Redskins head coach Jay Gruden, then fired. Ron Rivera comes in this year. Alex Smith and his comeback story all the stuff going on with the ownership group there in Washington, Dan Snyder, et cetera, et cetera, just kind of a, a firestorm happening around that franchise. James, what are your thoughts on the potential that Dwayne Haskins not probably picked up on waivers, but maybe added to the Buccaneers practice squad after the fact, or maybe even during the offseason to potentially come in and be a young protege behind Tom Brady, Byron Leftwich under the tutelage of Bruce Arians? Nope. Big fat nope. Look, I have zero interest in Dwayne Haskins. It is no secret. Um, that I, uh, I do not like Ohio State, but this goes beyond his alma mater. He's not a good quarterback. Plain and simple. We talked about it when he was coming into the draft. I flat out said he was going to be a bust in the NFL. He was not going to succeed as a quarterback. You had made your feelings known that he definitely was not a first-round caliber quarterback, but you take a look, and I realize you're supposed to scout the player, not the school, but you look at Ohio State's history with quarterbacks transitioning to the NFL. You know who the most successful former Ohio State quarterback was in the NFL? Alex Smith. Tom Tupa. Tom Tupa was the most successful NFL player to play quarterback at Ohio State, and he was a punter in the NFL. It, it's, it's not a good fit for a lot of reasons. Dwayne Haskins has shown time and again his level of immaturity, his level of selfishness, and his level essentially of not caring about his, his ability to play football. He does not care about putting in the work. He does not care about anything outside of himself. I don't want that anywhere near the Buccaneers, whether it's on the practice squad, a training camp body, anything like that. He's, he's not good at being a quarterback. I would have rather kept Josh Rosen, which you know we've seen Mark Cook talk about on Twitter. The Bucs were not impressed with him. That's why they didn't protect him. That's why he went off to San Francisco. I would rather have Mike Glennon back. I would rather pull Josh Freeman out of whatever you know place he's living in at this point in time and say, hey, Josh, you can come be our practice squad quarterback because we already know that you're better than Dwayne Haskins. It's just, no. Hard, hard pass for me. Yeah. So you you had me until 
Josh Freeman. Um, I was just trying to pull out another name. <laughs> so listen. Um, so I said Alex Smith to your Ohio State question. Obviously, that's wrong. Alex Smith played for Utah. But the reason I said Alex Smith is because I'm thinking not just the Ohio State quarterback tree, which, yes, unfortunately has not been good, has not has not borne a whole lot of good fruit there for the National Football League, but also Urban Meyer. Listen, Urban Meyer's record, mm, track record yep. with NFL products is not very good. There was an interesting article put up on SB Nation on, on the site that covers, I think it's Hogs Haven, covers the Washington football team. And they kind of talked about how the Washington uh, organization failed out or failed Dwayne Hassan just as much as Dwayne failed them. And I think that's true. And you hit on a lot of the emotional maturity issues uh, that, that Dwayne has. I want to look at some of the playing emotional issues. Here's Lance Zerline's draft profile of Dwayne Haskins before he got drafted. Small list of successful QBs with so few career starts, right? Dwayne Haskins was not a guy who had a big, prolific college career, even though he came out of Ohio State. Uh, lacks in-game adversity challenges for an early-round pick. Did not play a whole lot of big-time games in his career. Didn't play a whole lot of close games in his career. Yes, he had the, the games against Michigan and all that stuff, but Michigan has been down for quite a while. Ohio State's been able to kind of dominate and ride on their defense and running game in a lot of those, uh, in a lot of those games recently. Um, still learning to attack zone coverage. I, like that bullet alone does not say first round quarterback to me. Uh, baited into bad decisions on high low reads. You're talking about a quarterback who doesn't read the field very well. Go back to the lack of experience in big time collegiate football. And then the list just kind of goes on from there. So, I mean, Dan Snyder forced this pick on the coaching staff. Like, I don't know if everybody really kind of understands that. The Washington football team coaches in 2019 did not want to draft Dwayne Haskins with a 15th overall pick. I'm actually okay with the thought process of Dwayne Haskins coming to Tampa and being a practice squad addition or being an off-season addition, maybe. I don't think he's getting picked up on waivers. What he has done so far in his NFL career, as unprofessional and immature as it's been, is not nearly as bad as some of the things that other players have done in Bruce Arians' history that he's given a second chance to guys to. You know what I'm saying? You look at AB right now, you look at Tyron Matthew as a prime example. It takes losing this for some of these guys to really kind of come back. And I don't necessarily think for the playoff atmosphere, like don't bring Dwayne Hassans on right now. I'm talking about next year. If Dwayne is not on a team and if, if he is, is humble enough to accept kind of a third quarterback role with the Buccaneers organization, bring him in, give him that opportunity, see if he has learned from losing the game, how much he wants to work for the game and just give him that opportunity. If it fizzles out, you lost a roster spot for training camp. You can, you can replace that easily. But if it hits, you may find your quarterback of the future. I really don't think he's going to be the quarterback of anybody's future. But from a strategic standpoint, I could understand the Buccaneers doing it. I just wouldn't ask them to. The big difference between the guys that Bruce Arians has given a second chance to and Dwayne Haskins is Antonio Legit Brown, talent. Tyrone Matthew. Yeah, they have talent. Dwayne yeah. Haskins does not at this level. All right. Well, you know, Dwayne Haskins may have found himself in some trouble for breaking COVID protocols, but you know who isn't? Our friends over at DoorDash with their contactless delivery. Between never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, you have plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. So support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. 
with over 300,000 partners in the United States, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities that they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED ON. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED ON. Don't forget, code LOCKED ON for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Back now for segment two here midweek at the Locked On Bucks podcast. And guys, if you're betting on sports this weekend or this week, any sports, the NBA is in full action. NHL is getting ready to come back. College football playoffs are kicking off soon. The NFL is in a playoff swing. Who's going to clinch what divisions? Who's going to clinch which playoff spots? Who's going to win the NFC East? Your bets don't have to be part of a guessing game anymore. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get your daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. James, in the previous segment, we talked about Dwayne Haskins. I think we're both on board. The Buccaneers do obviously need an injection of youth into their quarterback room to consider talk about their future, but I don't think Dwayne Haskins is probably it. I think we're both on the same page there. Another guy out there who's not going to inject any youth, but could definitely inject a little bit of skill, some more talent, some more size to this Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the playoff run specifically is Damon Snacks, Harrison, defensive lineman. Look, guys, he's 32 years old. He's in his ninth NFL season. He's got 11 career sacks and 37 tackles for a loss. This is a guy that when he announced he was, or when he was working his way back into the league, looking to sign on to a practice squad and earn some playing time, there was there was reports, and I think there were confirmed reports even, that the Buccaneers had reached out to Damon, asked him. I think Bruce Aarons himself even said, James, correct me if I'm wrong, that they talked to him and asked about his interest. He decided to go to Seattle. They've had some injury injured guys come back healthy, and now they you know they didn't have enough playing time, so they made him a healthy scratch. Once they did that, he has to be let go so he could go somewhere else and play. The Buccaneers, I mean, they haven't been doing terrible without Vita Vea, but you can't deny the fact that they could definitely use another Vita Vea type player on that defensive line. Damon Snacks Harrison is really the only guy I'm aware of that's available that kind of fits that role. Not as dynamic, but still kind of a block eater right there in the middle and a run stuffer. Um, and he's available and he wants to play for a playoff team. Uh, Corbin Smith, the host of the Locked on Seahawks podcast and Seahawks beat writer for sportsillustrated.com. Uh, he's been talking about him doing really well, playing really well. This is not a talent issue. This is a, a stacked issue in Seattle. They've got too many defensive linemen. The Buccaneers, I, I don't know that we would say that they have too many defensive interior linemen, James. What do you think? No, I think the addition of snacks uh, would be phenomenal for the Buccaneers team. And, you know, he has he has familiarity, obviously, with the defense and with Todd Bowles. And, you know, something that I found really interesting on Twitter was that, you know, Damon was talking to, you know, to fans who were tweeting him about his decision, saying he wanted to be let go. And he's not bitter. He's not angry. Uh, you know, it was a, a business decision for both sides. And Snacks had tweeted out, I just want to play, period. Don't care about stats, snaps, etc. I'm a football player and I just want to play. There's no bad blood at all. I understand the business side. Before I sit around and try to take snaps from a young guy who deserves to be out there playing, I'd rather leave. There's a lot of snakes in the NFL, but I'm not one of them. And I found that to be really interesting. I mean, that is the consummate 
team player. He's saying that he doesn't want to take snaps away from young guys who deserve it. But you put him in a rotation with Nacho and Steve McClendon, who have done a decent job, but they're not Vita Vea. We know they're not Vita Vea. Snacks isn't Vita Vea. But putting him in that level of rotation, that big body who can clog up the middle, he can help with the run defense. You're getting into the playoffs where you could be running into some of these running backs like Alvin Kamara, like Aaron Jones. You know, there, are, there are some talented running backs coming up that the Bucs could face standing in their way uh, you know, between a, a playoff loss and Super Bowl 55. So if, if the thought by Harrison was, I would rather go to Seattle because I think I have a better opportunity to contribute and help there than I do in Tampa, you know, then maybe now he looks at Tampa and he says, you know what? It didn't work out in Seattle, but I know Tampa wanted me. I could get some snaps there. I could play. I just want to be on the field and help a team in the playoffs. Maybe he comes to Tampa. What we don't know is did he turn down the Buccaneers because there's some bad blood between him and Todd Bowles, and he doesn't want to go revisit that. That's the lingering question to me. If that's not the issue, then I see no reason why Snacks Harrison doesn't come to Tampa for this playoff run. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if there was bad blood, they probably wouldn't have talked in the first place. But yeah, that's that's kind of the unknown that you don't you can't really discuss and i mean he's on a very team friendly deal so i mean anybody that that is that has playoff hopes can probably pick him up on waivers if they really want to uh the buccaneers currently 25th in the waiver order so i mean they've got a lot of teams that he's got to get through if they put in a claim for him including i think seven teams that could potentially make the playoffs but i would probably think that snacks or his representatives are talking to a lot of these teams on whether or not he'll actually play for them like even if they claim him he's not going to clear COVID. he's not going to be able to be in the facility and all that stuff to play against atlanta but he can certainly be ready for the playoffs all right well david let's go ahead and dive in to our best and worst recap here you put it up over at bucksnation.com you let the fans pick who they thought were the best and the worst for the week so let's go ahead and start off with the best yeah, so we nominated, you nominated Tom Brady for his performance against the Detroit Lions in the two quarters that he did play. Yeah, um, I did. And then I nominated Sean Murphy Bunting kind of specifically, but more often, more more so the Bucks defense. And then I also added clinching a playoff spot there on BucksNation.com because, uh, you know, duh. Uh, Tom Brady winning that, per, winning that vote, 51% of the voters picking Tom Brady, 47% picking the playoff spot, and then 3% picking the Bucks defense. Yeah, not surprised that I once again made the smart decision and the smart nomination. And uh, our listeners and readers over at Bucks Nation also agree uh, with how smart I am. No, but you know, in, in addition to being voted the best of the week, Bailey Adams over at BucksNation.com, of course, does the Bucks of the week. And he has a running total of who ultimately is going to become the Buccaneer of the year. And with his performance, Tom Brady surpassed Ronald Jones for the most points on the season. So he right now is sitting in the driver's seat to be named the Bucks Nation Buccaneer of the Year because of that performance. But let's talk about something not so great and dive into the worst. Yeah, so you nominated NFL Network analyst Steve Smith for his lack of intelligent analysis. Uh, I nominated the return problems that the Buccaneers had, both in their own return game and return coverage, uh, kit coverage. And then, of course, Ryan Suckup was the added third, the, the low-hanging fruit that neither of us grabbed on the show, but it was added on the BucksNation.com article. 
the voters, 41%, James, agreeing with you. Steve Smith is the worst. Uh, Ryan Suckup's bad day got 39%. And then uh, I can't get any love, apparently, on my own column. The return problems only got 20% of the vote. Well, I'm not going to sit here and continue to talk about how smart and right I always am. Uh, but yeah, the voters got this one right as well because Steve Smith is the absolute worst. All right, let's 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 move on to our final segment, James. And in that final segment, we're going to look ahead to week 17 and see what is coming up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to close out the regular season for this 2020 NFL season. And we're going to do so thanks to our friends over at betonline.ag. Just like we talked about at the beginning of segment two, guys, college football is heading into the playoffs. The bowl season is in full swing. The playoff picture is getting more and more clear by the, well, not the day. I mean, Sunday will clear everything up, right? So you can get some money in on that. And if you're going to do that, there's only one place we want you to go, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Again, it's a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag when you use the promo code Locked on. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action with betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Looking ahead to week 17, segment three on today's episode of Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks Podcast. And when you're done listening to us, make sure you are checking out Locked On NFL Wednesdays. On Locked On NFL, you take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapine are joined every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. David, we are going to begin our Week 17 preview here in our final segment before you have your crossover episode with Aaron Freeman, host of Locked On Falcons. And we all know heading into this what Mike Evans can accomplish. We know Bruce Arians is going to bend over backwards to make sure that Evans walks away with this game with at least 40 yards. But here's some other really cool, significant accomplishments that the Buccaneers can get a hold of on Sunday against the Falcons, the Buccaneers need 11 points to set a new single-season franchise record for points scored, surpassing the record they set last year with 458. This one's a little bit of a long shot, but they need eight sacks to set a team single-season sack record, which was set all the way back in 2000. As soon as he starts the game, On Sunday, Tom Brady will surpass Brett Favre for the most starts in NFL history. With two touchdown passes, he can set a new franchise record for consecutive games with multiple passing touchdowns at seven. If one of those goes to Gronk, they are going to tie Steve Young and Jerry Rice for the third most regular season touchdown connections in NFL history. Levante David with a start will tie Allstott for the fifth most starts in team history. And finally, Ryan Suckup with a chance at redemption needs 10 points scored to surpass Matt Bryant for the most points scored in a single season in franchise history. That's a lot of stuff that could happen uh, when Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the Atlanta Falcons in week 17. Of course, the last time we saw the Atlanta Falcons playing in Florida, well, in Tampa, uh, they were ending the uh, Buccaneers 2019 season with a pick six from Deion Jones. Deion Jones should be on the field again 
this weekend who will probably not be on the field. Probably Julio Jones is not going to be on the field. He missed another game uh, as the Falcons took on the Kansas City Chiefs with a hamstring injury, and, you know, hamstrings are a problem. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't really kind of seem worth it, but you know Julio is, is, is a stud like a lot of people uh, in this league are, are alpha male types, and if he can go, he will go, but I don't expect him to be out there. Look, the Atlanta Falcons uh, almost came away with a win, and James, you mentioned it on your solo episode on Tuesday that they're a young way coup, rare missed field goal away from taking that thing to overtime. And you know, like you said, once you get to overtime, anything can happen. Uh, it's interesting to look at the Chiefs. So, I mean, the Chiefs have they've beaten uh, every they they beat every NFC South foe that they played this year, right? But they didn't beat any of them by more than a field goal. All right, so you, I mean, you first look at the Carolina Panthers. I mean, that's a game you could arguably say the Carolina Panthers probably should have won. The Chiefs end up coming out with a two point victory. They beat the Buccaneers by a field goal. Granted, the game is probably not as close as that score would make it seem. But hey, look, the the, the Buccaneers get a, a stop on that final third down, and you put Tom Brady back on the field. I mean. Tom Brady has done has done less with or has done more with less, I should say, in his career. So you never know how that's going to work out either. And then of course they beat the New Orleans Saints by three points, and then they beat the Atlanta Falcons by three points. So I mean the Chiefs uh, or the, the NFC South has done really well against Kansas City Chiefs, and I say that basically to just kind of demonstrate any weekend anybody can get it. And again, if you listen to James's episode yesterday, you already know that you've already heard it. We've said it many times on this show. So if you don't know that by now, then uh, we'll say it one more time. Any weekend. Any team can get it. There's a movie called Any Given Sunday. Watch it. Good movie. Um, the cliche is there for a reason. Did you know that Jamie Foxx got knocked out by LL Cool J on the set of that movie? I did not, but it also doesn't surprise me. It's a very interesting story. You should Google it. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I mean, what do we expect? We expect the Buccaneers come in. They've already said they're playing for the win. Obviously, we all want Mike Evans to get that 1,000-yard season, surpass Randy Moss, become the only receiver in NFL history to have seven straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons to start a career. Uh, that would be amazing. And all the other things that James laid out, of course. And then, guys, I mean, it's January football, but then there's real January football coming on after that. So we'll be here for all that stuff, too. But first, we got to get through the Falcons. You better believe Bruce Arians, Tom Brady are not looking past the Falcons. You better believe the Falcons are not coming in looking to hand the Buccaneers their 11th win of the season. Yeah, the Buccaneers are still playing for something. They're playing for that seeding. They're playing for that NFC East matchup in the first round. But as Bruce Arians said to the media on Monday, They're playing for pride. It's a pride issue for them. And you know who else is playing for pride? The Atlanta Falcons. They want to play spoiler. They want to do their best to try to take away that five seed from the division rival Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which they would play the three seed, which would be the Seattle Seahawks. The Falcons certainly want to play spoiler in the final week of the season and try to hurt the Buccaneers seeding opportunity. So two teams playing for a lot of pride. Raheem Morris out there trying to prove that he is ready to take that step and become an NFL head coach somewhere, if not in Atlanta, for the 2021 season. With that, David, we are... Oh, okay. You know the last time the Buccaneers swept the Atlanta Falcons Falcons in a season series? Uh, 2010. 2015, Jameis Winston's rookie year. They beat them first in the beginning of November and then in the beginning of December. They actually won three in a row going into the beginning of the 2016 season. They beat them on September 11th as well. So this would be the first time since 2015 that the Buccaneers swept the Atlanta Falcons in a season series. If they can do it, of course, we don't need to talk about 17, 18, 19. No, no, we don't need to talk about those because it's 2020 and the Buccaneers are heading to the playoffs. Thank you very much to Jacob for the voicemail that kicked everything off today. Make sure you check out tomorrow's fantastic preview 
of the final regular season game of the season with David and Locked On Falcons host Aaron Freeman. And until then, you can check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.